Hello and happy hump day. Welcome to another episode of Event Unplugged. It's Wednesday, so it's time for our Women Crush Wednesday. I believe that I did um, this Women Crush a while back, and I think I did her during the month of February, which was Black History Month. But I'm bringing her back. Um, I am my Women Crush Wednesday for today is Madam C.J. Walker. So I don't know if you all have seen, but on Netflix there is a special about her. And it's been up there for a while, but I finally took some time to watch it. And yeah, I mean, (laughs) the way it was put together was kind of interesting. Like it was a little weird, but um, nonetheless, it was there and it told the story of her. And I just, there's so much I didn't know. First of all, I didn't know that she, and spoiler alert, if you want to fast forward the next 15 seconds, Um, but I didn't realize that she stole (laughs) the formula. I mean, technically she maybe not have stole it, but she like took someone else's, uh, you know, cream or whatever for the hair and tried to figure out the ingredients and she made it better. Like she made it better, but she started with what someone else had done. And so that was kind of a bummer, but, um, in the movie, you kind of find out that she, she tried the woman who she stole the formula formula from. She tried to work with that woman. She told that woman, Hey, like I can help you. I can make, I can help you like sell these and make lots of money. Um, but the woman underestimated her by her outward appearance and just by, um, the trade of work that she did. Uh, she was, uh, she did laundry. She cleaned laundry for people. And, um, yeah. And so this woman underestimated her and Madam C.J. Walker ended up taking all her business and becoming um, a very wealthy woman. So much so that she like went from living in this really, you know, I don't we don't necessarily know that it was a broke down home, but it was a very humble home to being next door neighbors to Rockefeller. So um, I bring her up because just her drive And her work ethic, um, as it was portrayed in this movie, was just amazing. And she really wanted to work hard to create a legacy for her family, for her daughter. She wanted her daughter um, to end up having a family of her own so that like all of her hard work would just kind of continue down the family line. And I won't spoil too much of the movie for you, but, you know, you should go watch it <laughs> and just maybe get over some of the awkward, like it guys, I don't know what was going on, but they had some interesting, like, you just have to watch it. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. But yeah, I just appreciated watching that movie and just seeing how hard she worked and how focused she was. Um, you know, I sometimes struggle with movies like that, like watching Madam C.J. Walker and then even watching the last dance documentary that was really about the Bulls, but it seemed to highlight Michael Jordan a lot and just seeing how focused they were and their, um, their like, I don't want to say lack of 
attention to community because I think in their own ways they had community. But for me, like when I look at these people's lives and I think about how I am and how I sometimes tend to value the community more than other things, um, it just kind of puts things into perspective for me. I'll probably talk more on that in another podcast episode, but yeah, I appreciate Imagine CJ, Madam CJ Walker's work ethic. And, um, and as like, even with my own self, as I'm thinking about where I'm at in life, as far as being desirous of finding something in addition to motherhood and wifehood to, um, keep me busy and to push forward. And I don't know, I, I feel like we as a home, as a household, have somewhat of a legacy and belief in fatherhood. Uh, but there's just something that I feel like I still have that I want to offer. And I don't know if it can be done under the, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm not saying anything at all right now, but, you know, we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move on to today's topic. Um, I have been thinking about this whole thing of contentment. <laughs> and I kind of just wanted to talk about it a little bit. I I made a comment the other day. And if you listen to How Married Are You podcast, and if you don't listen to the How Married Are You podcast, I'd strongly encourage you to do that. But the other day, I we shared on the podcast a conversation that um, transpired between my husband and I, and I'm going to bring it up here. So it was a really long day and I was in the kitchen, uh, you know, cooking dinner. I didn't feel like cooking dinner. I just, (laughs) I was tired and I'm just kind of overcooking. You know, I feel like I'm always in the kitchen. And so, um, while I was in the kitchen cooking, my husband was sitting in the living room and he was talking, sharing with me about an opportunity he had coming up to be a part of a Zoom call with Oprah and Tyler Perry and Killer Mike and a bunch of other black fathers. And um, he was talking about this and I'm like, oh my goodness, like you're going to be talking to Oprah. (laughs) And so to me, it was like a really big deal. And in like in my mind, it was like, oh, okay, we're like we're kind of going places, we're we're doing things. And in that moment, I made a comment, and the comment went something like this: "Babe, when we get rich, I would love to have a personal chef, a housekeeper, and a nanny." And then he looked at me and he says, "Well, what are you gonna do to make that happen?" And it ended up becoming this really like big, I won't want, I don't want to say argument, but it was definitely a, a, a boiling point for him where, it, or it triggered my husband in a way that he was like, dude, like I'm working my butt off to try to make these things happen. And now you're adding more things onto the list. And the things that you're happen, you're listing are kind of, um, you know, they're just 
you know, a little, <laughs> what's the word I'm trying to look for? I'm, I'm, these are my words, y'all. These are not his words. If you want to hear his words, go listen to the How Married Are You episode that is titled, um, He Doesn't Understand the Pressure I'm Under. It's episode 96. It was published on June 25th. Um, yeah, so go listen to that for like his perspective because this is just going to be me. But he took that as like, man, like really you're going to tell me one more thing you need or actually three more things you want or desire. And in my mind, I was actually like saying, hey, dude, like I believe in you. Like I see the work that you're making happen. I see us going places. And so it was kind of a way to affirm his hard work. And at the same time, I, I was speaking from a place of exhaustion. And let me just clarify, when I say I want a housekeeper, I'm just talking like I want someone who comes in every other week for the deep cleaning stuff. I'm not talking about someone who lives with us and is cleaning my house all day, every day, you know? And when I say I want a nanny, I definitely want a nanny. <laughs> and we have a nanny. So it's not like we don't have that already. That is something that we have. And then when I say um, I want a personal chef, I definitely mean I want a personal chef, at least somebody who can make dinner or something, you know, like I really do mean that. And I think that's okay because those things free me up to spend more quality time with my children. I know when, um, when I say like, I want a nanny, it may seem like I want the nanny to spend more time with the children, but I think more so I want the nanny to kind of help me manage the children and my dreams and ambitions. Like I want to be able to have time freed up to be able to pursue some of the things that I want to do. And so that's where that was all coming from. And um, I realized that one of the things that we, my husband and I are kind of constantly saying, talking about is this issue of contentment and how it may, it comes off that I lack contentment. And I think that even in our conversations on the How Married Are You podcast, I feel like there are people um, who listen to that and they hear a lack of contentment. And so I did a thing um, in order to prepare for this because I, I'll i get to, I listened to a podcast um, this week that kind of had me thinking more on this idea of contentment. And so I wanted to spend today to talk about that, about contentment in some kind of way in some form or fashion. And so in preparing for this conversation, I did, you know, I'm a huge word person. So I look up definitions in order to help me understand or clarify some things for myself. And so I looked up the word contentment. I looked up the word contentment and it says it is a state of happiness and satisfaction. Okay, so then I looked up happy and happy is a feeling or showing pleasure or contentment, which irritated me because it had the word contentment <laughs> in the definition. And then I looked up the word. So the word. So again, the word contentment was a state of happiness or satisfaction. So then I looked up the word state which is a noun, and it is the particular condition that someone or something is in at a specific time. And so, um, and then happy again was considered to be a feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. And so I looked up the word feeling 
and feeling was defined as an emotional state. Again, that word state or reaction. And then I looked up the word reaction, (laughs) which is defined as a feeling experienced in response to a situation or event. And so I don't know about you guys, but I've heard, oh, I'm sorry. And then guys, I'm so sorry. But I looked up the word joy and joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. And so it's kind of like becomes a thing where, well, it seems like these words can kind of be interchangeable if you think about it. And maybe for you, they can. And maybe for me, they can. I still haven't landed on how that all works. But I wanted to bring up something that I heard years ago about um, the difference between joy and happiness. And for the purposes of this con- this podcast, I kind of want to say that I'm leaning towards the idea that joy and contentment can be interchangeable, that joy and contentment are um, more of a deep-rooted state of being, right? And so what I wanted to share with you guys that was shared with me years ago is that happiness is seen as something that can be like, that can kind of come and go. It is more of a reaction. It is something that is experienced in response to a situation or event. It's based on what is happening, happy happening. Like that first part of the word hap, um, it goes in happy and it goes in happening. So happiness can kind of be based on what is happening. And um, joy and contentment is more of something that is like a state of being. It's a condition um, that someone or something is in at a specific time, but that time is more of a lingering, lasting time. And yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but that's kind of where I've been living for the past several years as far as those things are concerned. And so when I think about like my own joy and my own contentment, I really do believe that I am able to, that I have joy, (laughs) that I have joy. Um, Because in, in all things, in all circumstances, in all situations in life, I feel like there's always something that I can find um, gratitude for. And I really do think that joy and contentment can, can contentment um, can or are rooted in gratitude. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share that with you guys. And I wanted to share this with you as well. I Listen to, so Jackie Hill Perry and um, Melissa Kruger and Jasmine Holmes recently started a podcast called Let's Talk. And I've been checking out their podcast um, for a while. And I saw, well, I actually, I haven't, I'm lying. This was the first episode that I listened. Actually, no, no, no. I've listened to two. I've listened to the first two episodes. But the second episode that they did was titled Battling Discontentment. And that one stuck out to me really a lot because it's like, I feel like contentment is something that I kind of struggle with. And I think it comes from my whole idea of, well, I'm always looking at other people and what they have and what they're doing. 
and comparing my situation to theirs. But anywho, I know that I, I um, forgive me because I don't know if this is like a copyright. Like, I don't know what the rules are. And my thing is kind of ask forgiveness rather than permission. And so I'm saying this in the podcast. I probably don't want to say this, but that's just who I am. So I am going to play one minute from the podcast and I'm going to link the podcast in the show notes below so that you guys can go and listen to the whole thing. I think that the person speaking, I haven't really, the only voice I really know on this podcast is Jackie's. Um, but I think the person speaking in this moment is Jasmine Holmes. So I'm just going to play this for you guys and I'm going to come back and react to it. Yeah, it makes me think about different seasons too. Like some seasons are full of rejoicing and some are full of mourning. I always think about whenever Jesus came to raise Lazarus from the dead. He knew he was going to raise him from the dead. Yeah. But he still was in that moment with his sisters who were sad, who were grieving. And even though the miracle was going to happen, and even though ultimately he would raise Lazarus from the dead in the last day and Lazarus would never die again, he was still able to inhabit that moment before the resurrection, which always is encouraging for me in different times of grief, because I think we can confuse grief with discontentment or sadness with discontentment. That's good. Um, and they're not the same thing. I think if you're not, I think discontentment is kind of that, um, like we've said, not going to God with it and, and wallowing in it versus grief, which is an honest assessment of where you are and how you're feeling that doesn't doubt who God mm-hmm. is. That's a- I receive what she says. <laughs> Because she she kind of makes a difference between discontentment and grief, right? So she says that discontentment is not going to God with it, whatever it is, and wallowing in it, right? And then she talks about grief as being an honest assessment of where you are and how you're feeling that doesn't doubt who God is. And so this, for me, was kind of like a a huge like aha moment. And I'm still really chewing on it. To be honest with you, I listened to this on Monday. It is currently Wednesday morning. Yes, I am recording this on the actual day it's supposed to come out. (laughs) But um, it was an aha moment for me because I feel like what, like there is, there is definitely an element of discontentment in my life, but I want to right now kind of focus on the grief aspect of what I'm experiencing because what's happening, I think in this like very, um, this moment of tension that I'm having in my personal life is, you know, I grew up knowing my entire life that I wanted to be a math teacher. I did that and I enjoyed it and I loved it and I had like a passion for it, right? And then my daughter was born and I was experiencing this tug of war of, man, I really want to be home with my children. Like I, I want to be home raising my children. I want to spend more time with them than I'm spending with these other kids. And so then I was like, okay, I'm coming home. I'm going to be the stay at home mom. I have all these visions of what that life would look like, how well I would do at it and all the things. And then I get here and I realize that, you know, Yvette, Yes, motherhood is great. Even like just, this is awesome. (laughs) And 
I don't want to say but, but I'm going to say and you actually might need a little bit something else. You know, you might need something else to kind of help fulfill fulfill um, what it is that you have kind of stirring up in your heart. Like there is this natural, um, there's this natural, I don't even know what the word is, something <laughs> that you've got in you that needs a release, you know? It needs to be able to come out and you need to be able to walk in that. And, um, and I guess the grief is like, it's an honest assessment of where I'm at. Like, that's where I'm at. I am in a place where I love being a mom. I love my kids so much. It's so fun. (laughs) It is so fun. I love being a wife. I love being able to support my husband in whatever way is possible. I love my family. Um, And so the honest assessment of how I'm feeling is, yes, I am in love with all of these things. And I realize how good God is to even bless me with a husband and children to be able to do life with on a regular basis. Like, And I see the work of God in our lives on a day-to-day basis. Like I see it. Right. And I want to do something in addition to, you know, I want to pursue something in addition to. And um, I don't know how to talk about that as a grievance, but I think that the problem that I'm having is that I am not able to fully walk in that in confidence without feeling guilty. I was talking to my therapist yesterday and she said she kind of went in on me a lot. Actually, that session was kind of heavy. Um, But one of the things that she said that I had to write down and really think about is she said, Yvette, you're constantly talking yourself out of the things you want and you dismiss the things you already have. And so I, I was like, dang, girl, dang just gonna put me out there like that (laughs) but it's like yeah like so there are things that I know that I want to do that I would be willing to pursue but what I keep telling myself is you're not allowed to do that you can't do that because you said you want to be home with the kids you want to be a stay-at-home mom so your focus right now needs to be on your kids right And so that's what I keep telling myself. I'm not giving myself permission to pursue the things that I want to do. I keep telling myself, no, Yvette, you got to focus on Glenn. He is doing something. He's already laid the foundation and things are booming and growing and opportunities are coming his way. So you need to focus on your husband and the platform that he has and helping him grow that and solidify that. And then you can do what you want to do, right? And so these are the things that I'm telling myself to kind of talk myself out of the things that I want to do. And I do feel feel like there is an element of wisdom in waiting, right? I feel like there's an element of wisdom in kind of, um, you know, just dreaming on the side or whatever. But I, I think at the same time, for me, there's this need to at least know where I'm going, Like when my time does come, what does that really look like? And so in this moment, I'm trying to 
find time to really be able to map some things out so that so that I just know where I'm going. And even in that, I feel like I'm taking away from my husband and I'm taking away from my children. And um, and that's how I talk myself out of the things that I want. And, you know, I shared on Instagram yesterday a post um, about my daughter, Anaya. Lately, she has been saying, mom, mom, love me. Mom, love, give me love, mom, love, right? And that's her way of saying, hey, like, stop, sit down, cuddle with me. Let me sit in your lap, hug me. Like, you know, it's just my, I'm learning that her love language is physical touch. She just loves the embrace and she just wants you to sit with her, look her in the face (laughs) or play with her or whatever, right? And her ability to communicate that need her ability to say, hey, mom, this is what I need right now in order for me to feel loved by you. Please stop that and do it, right? And I was thinking, what if I were to turn that back on myself, right? What if I were able to tell myself, hey, Yvette, this is what you need in order to feel love for yourself, like to be, in order to feel your own Love tank. This is the element of self-care that you need. You need to be thinking about and really like sitting with the things that I believe, the seeds that the Lord has kind of planted in your heart as things that he really wants to grow. And it's okay right now if like, it's just like the work underneath, like in the soil, you know, under the ground where people aren't necessarily seeing what's happening right now. It's okay, Yvette. If that's not happening, but you've got to put in some work right now in order for those seeds to be able to sprout and grow, you know? And so (laughs) I don't even know if this is where I was planning on going with the podcast, but that's where I'm at, y'all. That is where I am at. And um, yeah, man, that's just where I'm at. And There were so many great things that were spoken in this podcast called Battling Discontentment. Um, One of the other ladies, I think, uh, I think her name is Melissa um, Kruger. She talked about like, you know, how when we experience hunger pains, we know, okay, I need to go eat. And she's talked about, she talked about how like now when she feels herself kind of falling into this place of discontentment, that is a sign for her that she needs to go to Jesus. And that kind of goes with what um, Jasmine was saying in the podcast where she was like, discontentment is not giving to God, is not going to God with it. It's wallowing in it. And so I think for myself, when I look at other moms who seem to be fully embraced or fully fulfilled by motherhood and they're like killing it with homeschool and being a good wife and being a good mom. And they don't really seem to have any other ambitions that they need to fulfill or that are kind of whatever. I look at them and I'm like, why can't I just be satisfied with that? Like, why isn't it enough for me to just be um, wife and mom? And what I'm realizing is that I really need to be finding myself taking that and going to Jesus with it, like going to the Lord and saying, Lord, I know this is where you have me. 
I know that this is where I am called to be in this moment in time. Please like give, equip me with all the things that I need, with the patience, with the endurance, with the capacity, with all the things that I need in order to um, care for these people that you have given me to care for while simultaneously giving me what it is that I need in order to care for myself. Oh, Lord, you know, it, it, it's a thing, y'all. In the podcast, they also go on to talk about like how I and I took this as like we need to have more of a um, a heavenly mindset, you know, where we are mindful of the fact that here where we are on Earth, this is a transi- transition point. Like it's like an airport where we're not meant to live in an airport. We're our our home is in heaven. And Jackie said in um, the podcast, she goes, thinking about heaven sobers me when I think of what I lack now, because by the time we get to heaven, we will lack nothing. Um, And so I was just thinking about that and I'm still thinking on it and I'm still chewing on it and I'm inviting y'all to chew on it with me. Um, I definitely think you should go listen to that podcast. Again, I'm going to link it in the show notes below, but um, this whole idea of contentment and discontentment and joy and happiness and all the things, I feel like it's something that we all struggle with. And I don't know, man, I feel like, yeah, let's take it to the Lord. I don't know if I I assume that many of you are um, believers. And if you're not, my Lord, um, he's God is so good. (laughs) He is so good. And you should really get to know him. Um, Yeah. And so for now, that's it, y'all. I don't really have more to say. Um, I probably will come back and have more to say on this because I think I'm even going to go back and listen to the podcast in its entirety again. But um, this whole idea of battling discontentment, I think that the the underlying message that they that they were giving us in this podcast was that, you know, just constantly seeking God when you have those moments of discontentment is really important and really valuable. Um, I want to actually bring up one thing that they said. I don't remember who said it. Oh, I, uh, I think this was Jackie's interpretation of something that Jasmine said, but she goes sometimes, and I want to reiterate the word sometimes discontentment comes out of entitlement. And I think that is so true for myself. Like, I feel like, like right now, for example, this is a very like petty, silly um, example, but my daughter love her dearly. But this girl, I swear to you, she turned three and something like completely flipped. (laughs) She all of a sudden just gets these tantrums and it's like, whoa, girl, like, where is this coming from? It's like, we're walking on eggshells around a three-year-old. And we're trying to navigate, like, what does it look like to keep her emotions calm? And that's a whole other conversation because I feel like we have to help her be able to navigate her feelings and, you know, respond accordingly, appropriately. But I have said, I'm like, you know what? Growing up, I was a good daughter. Like, I deserve a good daughter. I didn't slam doors and stomp my feet and, you know, yell and scream. I was a good daughter. So don't I get a good daughter? You know, like... 
and that's just a silly example, but I feel like sometimes we feel entitled to things that don't necessarily align with God's will for our lives. And maybe they do align for God's will in our life, but later down the road, you know what I'm saying? And so sometimes I think we got to check our entitlement at the door and know that we are walking in um, what God has for us in this season. And I've often heard the the whole like thing about like, what if, you know, what if you are entitled to be a millionaire, right? But in this moment, in this season, the Lord knows that you are not, your character is not ready for what comes along with being a millionaire, if that makes sense. And so sometimes that entitlement that we have, like, even if we are entitled to it, like, even if, um, you know, like, ugh, I hate to say that because I'm not sure how biblically sound that is, but even if we are, if there is something that we're entitled to, the Lord will give it to us in his timing, in the time that is appropriate for us. Once he feels like our character can handle whatever it is that we feel like we're entitled to. And so, yeah, man, that's it. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> that's all I've got to say. And I guess for, um, we're going to move into the next segment, which is a, a quote So the other day I was reading in my Bible and I have a She Reads Truth Bible, you guys. I like it because it does have um, devotionals in it and a lot of Bibles do, but the devotionals in this Bible, I feel like are always so timely whenever I encounter them. But I'm going to read from this portion, just a portion of this devotional and it reads, what does that mean in the rubber meets the road reality of our lives today? It means there's much, I'm sorry, what does that mean in the rubber meets the road reality of our lives today? It means there's more, so much more that is ours in Christ, more than we could ask or think, more strength, more freedom, more joy, more hope, more power, more fruitfulness, more. It's ours because Jesus lives within us right now. Even mundane realities like dishes, spilled milk, carpooling, financial setbacks, strained family relationships, disappointments, and fears. They are simply the platform from which our God can display his mighty grace towards us. Again, they are simply the platform from which God, from which our God can display his mighty grace towards us. And I really like that. I'm like, Lord, take this platform and go on and display that grace. Display it. Um, And I don't know. I just feel like our mindsets, the way that we think about things, the way that we think on things is really important. And I think that we all know that. Um, But actually living that out is just really, really important. And it makes a difference, you know? And that's a wrap, (laughs) y'all. I will see y'all next Wednesday, hopefully. And I say hopefully because you just never know. But hopefully I will see you guys next Wednesday. And it will just be glorious. In the meantime, happy hump day.